Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you are producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Kara Golden Show. I am so excited to have my next guest here. We have Barb Stegman, who is the founder and CEO Mm -hmm. of an incredible brand with an incredible story. It's called The Seven Virtues. And Barb is a visionary entrepreneur, a visionary leader on a mission. As the founder and CEO of The Seven Virtues, she's making a difference in the world, transforming her passion uh, for ethical sourcing and positive change into a thriving business. And she's created groundbreaking fragrances that are to die for. Uh, Plus, they are sourced uh, with essential oils from countries rebuilding after war or strife. And The Seven Virtues has flourished into this massive business. You can get it in Sephora exclusively all over the world. Uh, she just mentioned to me in 18 countries, but also online. 
Um, as I mentioned, there's an incredible story that I'm going to let Barb share with all of us. But by purchasing these fragrances, consumers actively participate in a larger movement towards peace and prosperity, which makes everybody feel amazing. Uh, but I'm excited to hear more about uh, her journey and the backstory and uh, where she's going from here. So welcome, Barb. Thanks for having me, Kara. This is great. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, can you start with the backstory? I know that you started with a book, which I have and read, which is so incredible. And it's now in its eighth edition. So exciting. But I'd love to hear a little bit more of how how even the book came about and uh, and where did all of this begin? Yeah, it's a great question. I think everyone has a book inside them. You know, we all have a journey, we all have a story. And it's about perhaps having the trigger or the moment that gets you worked up enough. You have to get worked up about the world, as you know, and you've done with your work at Hint. I, I think that you have to get worked up. And I think that often what causes a dream not to materialize is when we don't get worked up enough. And I got worked up. My best friend, my mentor in university was uh, serving in a peaceful shura in Afghanistan, member of the army. And uh, he was discussing how to bring clean drinking water and health care to the families, the village. And he was axed in the head by the Taliban. He was not supposed to make it through the night. We went on the longest healing journey and he, he survived. And so I did what anyone would do for their best friend. I told him in the hospital, I said, you heal, I got this. And then I realized, I don't have this. I'm not a brave soldier. I'm not a world leader. And I thought, wait a second, women on the buying power, women on the voting power, if we could actually harness that power, we could end this ridiculous, expensive cycle of war that as we've seen, the Taliban have just taken over again in Afghanistan after billions of dollars were spent, so much blood was shed unnecessarily. And the key to really... Reversing this cycle is not continuing the cycle of war, but rather to empower women to run for office, launch companies, end bullying, make the kinds of policies we require to end corruption in these countries. So I started with the book, and now it's just about to go into ninth edition. I have the first edition of it. It's going into the Sephora stores. Amazing. I wrote this book so women would launch companies, end bullying, run for office, and then I brought the thesis to life. The book's called The Seven Virtues of a Philosopher Queen. And then I was reading about farmers in Afghanistan and they were growing legal orange blossom and rose and the Taliban were knocking over their distillery. And I was like, that's it. That's my way of carrying the mission of peace. And so I started buying their oils um, on my visa card. No one would believe in my idea and it was made fun of. Um, and, I, and I persevered with my family that supported me. And uh, fast forward, here we are. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about a lot of stuff along the way, but um I think you just have to get worked up enough about the world. And once you do that, I think a lot of beauty flows out of us as, as, um, as good citizens, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So you have these oils and you're, uh, you have an incredible book and you're getting people fired up to start companies. Uh, but what was it at that moment when you had the oil that gave you the idea I should actually put this into a physical product and get it out there and sell it. That's a great question. It's probably the strangest answer you've ever heard. I uh, always saw in the back of the book, the artwork, I always thought would make a beautiful perfume. And I would tell all my friends, I'd be like, this is the prettiest thing ever. Almost like, you know, when your instinct tells you, you get these cues, you get these 
markers about life and we ignore them. But when you listen to them, something magical happens because there's these signposts all around you. If you're present, if you listen to your soul, you know, mind, body, spirit connect. And which is what this book's all based on. And I, uh, I just told all my friends. And then when I read about Abdullah, I was ready. And I knew that was the thesis rising about of the book. And that was the vision I had this sort of premonition that this could be something beautiful. So it wasn't even really um, a question of what I would do with it. It was going into the perfume bottle that I envisioned on the back of the book. And, and for me, it was really about, you know, if I'm going to talk about this philosophy to empower women, then I've got to walk on glass too, that I should take risks as well. Otherwise I'm just talking. And so by bringing the thesis to life, I'm showing people that my perfumes are just one example of following the stoic wisdom uh, of the virtues and, uh, that have served men for 2,400 years back from Socrates and Plato, Marcus Aurelius. So uh, I felt like it was important to follow my instincts, follow my vision, and also um, walk on glass too, really, um, to show that it's possible. And, oh my God, we almost went out of business a couple of times. It, it is a rocky journey. <clears throat> I don't want anybody out there thinking <clears throat> that, you know, you just have this easy, oh, well, I just thought I'd write a book. And I, you know, it was two years of sitting and writing every morning at 5 a.m., you know, before I took the kids to school. And it, it was, you know, you've got to commit. But the fired up part is, is important. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off 
unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is Super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Definitely. So where did the name The Seven Virtues come from? Yeah, great question. Well, when I was writing the book, I, again, going back to uh, Plato's Republic, um, a book I read when I studied philosophy with Captain Drain University, Plato's Republic is all about um, following the virtues in life. Um, and, and so I took the main four stoic virtues that Socrates and the boys used, you have truth, courage, justice, and wisdom. And then I kept thinking it can't be called the four virtues. It's for women. And there's virtues that I feel that, you know, my mother taught me a lot of great things, but there were some things I wasn't armed with to navigate this world with men. And so as we were talking earlier about, you know, being in groups where you're the only woman and, um, and to, to understand how to shape the language and it starts with the virtues. And so truth, courage, justice, wisdom, adding three more for women, wonder instead of judgment. We're so powerful at not judging others, but we judge ourselves. We have this self-talk that goes on and on and on, and it's always being inundated from media, social media feeds. And please don't follow your social media feed. Go see things, but just get out of there because 80% of thoughts are negative after. So 
uh, wonder and it's daily practice, daily practice, like a muscle. And when you start with wonder, all the resources you need will appear guaranteed. I was raised by a single mom on assisted living and I was always living this idea of, I wonder what would happen today. I wonder if I tried this, what would happen rather than, well, you tried that before, or you can't do that. And, you know, I have a cheeky, I call it the cheeky Socratic method when people tell you you can't do something because everyone's been underestimated. I love being underestimated. Kevin O'Leary underestimated me on Dragon's Den, which is like Shark Tank. He was on our show first in Canada and uh, he missed the boat. He told me that years later, it felt good to be vindicated. But imagine if I'd ever given up and listened to Kevin O'Leary or any of the detractors. So you can't, but you stay in that state of wonder and uh, absolutely everything you need will appear. But when you judge yourself or say, well, I can't do that, you're not going to set up. The next virtue is balance, you know, making sure you go for your walk, making sure you take time for yourself. When a person says to me, oh, my day was so full, I had no time for myself. I don't understand how you make an appointment with yourself. You've got this body has to take you to 110. So it's going to be respected and honored and uh, not too much attention. So this is what Plato wrote about in the original um, philosopher king that don't give too much attention to the soul not too much attention to the body not too much to the mind but a balance of all three and he called it the good life when you have that balance of the tripartite soul the good life happens and so that's the daily quest is keeping all three in check and then the seventh virtue after truth courage justice and wisdom is beauty but not the way we've been taught at the beauty counter or the billboards or the commercials or social media but beauty and michelangelo's method you know, he's a great sculptor, a great philosopher. He believed that beauty is expression over form. So what's form? You know, he doesn't believe that's your beauty. So if you're born in the Twiggy era and you're skinny, they'd say that's your beauty. He'd say that's not your beauty. You're born in the Renaissance. You're voluptuous. They'd say that's your beauty. He'd say that's not your beauty. Your beauty is your expression. And that is your power and your dignity. That is your beauty. Never hand it over. And if we taught our daughters that their beauty is their power and their dignity. We would not lose little girls to the streets or eating disorders, or at least in Canada, it's $8 billion annually for wife battery, the cost. I know it would be higher in the U.S. because you have a higher population. But the reality is that when a woman knows that her beauty is her power and her dignity, and she doesn't allow anyone to take that from her, different decisions are made. Different decisions are made Regardless of your situation, whether you're up against Kevin O'Leary, whether you're in a trailer on, on assisted living like me, when your power and dignity are always maintained, and even if you don't agree with another, you respect their power and dignity, you can have tough conversations. You can have those hard conversations that are important that I think really make the world go round, um, but the person is not being judged. It, the person is still filled with wonder even though they might be in opposition. And I think that our world leaders need to apply that. So, you know, many, many, many uh, leaders read philosophy and it's, it's uh, to me, the most powerful foundation for anything, even a beauty company, to have philosophy as your foundation, those stoic virtues. And what's great about them is they're non-religious. So it doesn't matter what mm -hmm. faith you are, they're, they're everybody's. So, you know, I was raised half Jewish, half Catholic, and both religions have the virtues. So do all my Muslim friends and my partners who are of uh, Muslim faith and they have the virtues. And, and it's, I look and my Christian friends follow the virtues and then my friends that are agnostic and atheist follow the virtues. And I'm left going, wow, we have a language that crosses everything. It's not age related yeah. or culture related or 
anything. And it's to me, that is perhaps why it resonates, I think. With so many people. No, I, I love that. So what were you doing before launching uh, this, this company? Yeah, I had just finished my second degree. Um, I was a flight attendant in between my degrees during a recession, best job ever. I called it my flying boardroom because uh, one in six people are afraid to fly. And uh, I knew that those people in business class never would have spoken to me on the ground. So I had this captive audience and I would read the business section in the news- newspaper for like nine years. And I would then go to work and I was never just pouring coffee. And that's where I go back to this idea of being in a state of wonder. You're never just pouring coffee. For me, it was about who are we going to meet today? What's going to happen? And if you're focused on the juice boxes and the trolley and someone didn't stack enough, then you're going to miss the person in front of you. And that gets back to we are never what we appear to be. We are humans talking to souls. And when two souls connect, it doesn't matter if one's serving and one's receiving, two souls honor each other in every exchange, magic happens. And so um, I was I finished my journalism, uh, I finished my Flight a career. I was t- I took my journalism degree during it. So after I graduated with my journalism degree, I started my own little uh, boutique PR firm, and I had really cool clients. I was doing um, fundraisers for Chip Wilson at Lululemon, uh, flip flop mm-hmm. soiree, and he and his wife Shannon thanked me in their backyard. And I was I was learning from the titans of business, and I was realizing that you know, I have gifts and I can do this. And and just watching them by osmosis was just so invigorating. And um, so when Trevor was wounded, I started with the book. Uh, I was blessed that I had my own little boutique PR firm. I could visit him three days a week in the hospital without asking my boss for permission Um, and took those two years to write the book. And then when I brought, I was when I brought the thesis to life with the perfume, that was it, it took off. But the book kind of took off too. I started doing all kinds of speaking engagements and have a couple of speakers bureaus that book me. Um, and and uh, it's been a wild ride, I must say. It's uh, really just following following where the world takes me. It's, it's, I know that sounds kind of strange, but I, the world just sort of takes me to places and I go, whether it's Haiti, Rwanda, um, these countries that I travel to, uh, to, to really try to, to make a difference, you know? That's awesome. So when you started looking at the fragrance industry, what was it that you really saw was missing? Uh, you, I would imagine it had something to do with sourcing because you're still sourcing uh, your oils from various parts of the world that are in um, some pretty uh, needed areas. So I'd love to hear that story, what you really saw was missing. Yeah, yeah. Uh- I love your questions, Kara. They're so great. I, uh, well, a couple of things. From one entrepreneur to another, right? (laughs) That's a good question. She's lived this. So yeah, because I'm based in Canada, it started with, you know, I just wanted to help these farmers in Afghanistan. I knew nothing about the business, right? Got a a contract perfumer to help me. I led the vision on how to design it, not unlike Chanel or uh, Coco Chanel or Estee Lauder. They weren't the chemists. You don't need to be the chemist. You don't need to be all things, but you have to have the vision. And so I created the scent with her, um, a contract manufacturer, our first uh, scent. And, uh, but it was funny because people come to me and they'd be like, you'll never get that perfume into the perfume store. And so I use my cheeky Socratic method when people say that to me. So they said, you'll never get that perfume into the perfume store. I'd ask one question back. I'd say, why is that what happened to you the last time you made a perfume? And you know, all, these people are you know, giving me their opinion. They've never made a perfume. So I'd be like, then don't tell me what I can and can't do. And then the other thing I realized was, you know, 
40% of workplaces in Canada are scent free. They have these scent free policies. So I created the first clean perfume 13 years ago. Uh, we were the first. We didn't know what clean was. We didn't know what social enterprise was. There were no words for this. We uh, immediately made sure there were no phthalates, no parabens, no sulfates, no bad chemicals in our in our perfumes because my thinking is I'm not going to help these farmers and then harm your skin. You know, these, these hormone inhibitors are in 80% of products. Like, it's ridiculous. So I made sure that none of that was in there. Um, and that was unheard of. That was like so unheard of, you know. And then, uh, and then of course, with sourcing, um, we just went wherever countries came to us. So, uh, you know, I was invited to go to Haiti uh, with the Clinton Foundation several times, President Clinton, Secretary Clinton, sourced our vetiver from there. Um, always looking for countries to help us, uh, you know, countries that we can help, but also for, for us to actually tell their story so that we can actually shine light on things that, that the media doesn't shine light on because there is beauty all around the world, even where there's suffering. We want to transport you there through scent. And, um, and then I was very blessed. Uh, Christina Lamb, uh, I met her at the Afghan embassy in London, and she is a war correspondent, but she also co-wrote I Am Malala with Malala. And Christina Lamb, mm-hmm. one of the top war correspondents in the world, wrote uh, you know, the sewing circles of Herat in Afghanistan. She's just become a, an amazing uh, friend of ours, and um, she loves perfume. So she wrote a story on us in the Sunday Times. And uh, the owner of the seventh largest fragrance house in the world read about me, Chris Pickthall, reached out to me, took me under his wing. And instead of having sort of cookie cutter perfumes created from just batches, they have chemists, a full team that will let me go as many as like, and many versions as I need. My last one was 51 versions to get it on the podium of excellence. You know, it has to be like, oh my God. you know, they got an Olympian, you know, you think about the fourth runner up in Olympic heat, no one ever hears about them, but they were only 0.04 seconds away. And so I always think, what is that je ne sais quoi, that thing that gets you on the podium? And he fully believes in that with me and his team and they are eager no matter how many changes we do and it gets us to excellence and i think that's that's really part of the secret of our success you can have all the great story you can have all the the clean ingredients you can have all that but at the end of the day does it smell great does it make me feel good does it last and that's really the core of any great fragrance and i don't think we are immune to that either so it's very important that we honor a client who parts with their dollars to have that perfume of ours and to ensure that it gives them all the things that they expect in a great fragrance, despite the fact that it's clean and, um, you know, socially responsible, all of those things too. And I think we prove that you can make eco lux products that you can, you can create something that can become a legacy brand, even though you're an indie to start, but that that's a possible stretch and a surge that can occur for us. And so, um, I find that very exciting. And I think for anyone out there listening or watching in business to realize that, you know, as long as you stick with the core of an industry, the the main and simplify it, keep it simple. As you heard me say, it's just simple. Does it last? Does it smell good on me? Do I like it? Great. Got that core that we don't have to do too many focus groups Mm -hmm. on that. But then from there, you know, you really have to make sure that it's, a story that people can relate to that's genuine. The DNA is so real, so authentic. I think clients get tired of the halo after where everybody just runs and grabs a trend. We don't actually follow the trends. And I think that's another great thing about not being from the industry is we kind of create our own path and, you know, doing clean before it was cool. 
helped me to figure out how to crack the code and how to make a long lasting clean scent. Not many people know how to do that. You just have to double the fragrance oils. If you can take all, make sure that none of the phthalates and garbage is in there, but natural vanilla, these other elements, they're all natural fixatives. Then we infused it with organic sugarcane alcohol. So it's like biting into an organic peach. It just tastes better. And so these mm-hmm. are some of the things that we, we did. And I think that was really important that we were ahead of our time, even though we almost went out of business a few times, really important because we took the time to figure out this industry and help create it in many ways. Yeah. And I think when you are a trailblazer, you're not following the rules. You're doing what feels right. And I think that's authentic DNA, as you know, in your business, right? The the whole idea of having authentic DNA and just doing what feels right um, and never underestimate your internal compass or your instincts. I think that they're, they're sharp. I think our, our instincts are strong and solid. And um, the more we listen to them, the more success we have, you know? Uh, that's Terrific. So you're part of the Sephora Accelerate program. And as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, you're also part of, or or you exclusively sell in Sephora in 18 countries. Uh, That's amazing. So how did you get to be part of that program? I should say, had you started your company before you got into the Accelerate program or was it actually before things got on the shelf? No, great question. We were already in business in stores. We were in big department stores. Um, but, uh, you know, the perfumes I had created originally in 2010 when we started uh, were uh, kind of shameful packaging, probably not the greatest sense, but I just started. Right? You have to start. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't believe in having uh, perfectionitis, waiting for things to be perfect. I joke that, you know, because I'm from assisted living in a trailer, I always say I'm, I have half assitis. Let's just go. Just ask questions. Ask great questions. You'll figure it out. Find mentors and just start your journey waiting for it to be perfect. Well, we just become wannabes then, don't we? We're waiting for it to be perfect. So um, it was a a low point in our time. I actually framed the amount of money we made that year. Uh, It was 2016, so six years in. It was really bleak. Things were changing. My, My Gen Z you know, millennial kids were now becoming the buying power and things were shifting. Sephora's were happening. And uh, I was in the old sort of broken model. And I, I never blame a partner. I kind of look at myself and look within and whenever I don't know what to do in life, I volunteer. So I went to Haiti after hurricane Matthew. Uh, I was teaching women marketing. I scraped up whatever little money we had to fly there. And, uh, and it was just my husband and my son and I then, and a couple of contractors. And um, while I was there, I really do believe in volunteering because you you let go of your ego and you realize you have other ways to serve on this earth and it'll all be all right and that people need you. And there's nothing more fulfilling. No amount of money that fills your bank account can come close to the fulfillment of purpose. And sitting with these women and helping them with their companies, I just felt so good and alive and recharged all over. And uh, my eyes were open to corruption, learning about what was happening there. It was really just making me feel like, you know, maybe I'll just run for office. Like, you know, just trying to find a way to serve. And literally in that moment, Sephora wrote me and, and wanted me. And uh, I told all my girlfriends, and this was the key why volunteering mattered on many levels, but told my girlfriends one of my girlfriend has a castor oil farm and it's it's a co-op for women and she told me about the sephora accelerate program 
And I'd never heard of this. I, you know, I launched it in my garage. I didn't know what I was doing. I needed that mentorship. So when I met with, I visualized for 28 days, I visualized meeting with my merchants and getting in that program and 1800 women apply, only 10 get in. And so the odds are already stacked against you, but Hey, the odds have been stacked against me from the start. So I, uh, I, uh, I went to meet with my merchants and I said to them, look, I'm not going to give you this original line. I'm going to stick with the same country, same oils, but I want to create all new perfumes, all new packaging that my Gen Z daughter would love. And I got in the program and it changed my whole life. My mentor said um, he had worked Procter & Gamble before Sephora. And he said, I've never seen a company move as fast as yours. And there was three people, my son, my husband and I. And uh, I love the learning and the wisdom. When people give me that, I'm the best mentee. When they say jump, I say how high. Wisdom is the most powerful thing. It's my favorite virtue really is wisdom. You know, when people give you wisdom and you follow it, it is, it is explosive. It is, um, it is magnetic. It is magical. It is a, it is such a beautiful journey. So no one should really struggle alone. And I feel like, you know, all these philosophers wrote all this important stuff and bring it to life. They've done all the work. They've done all the struggle. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Follow that wisdom and listen to your instincts. So that's how we reinvent it. And, you know, I'm very loyal to my best friends, to Sephora for saving me. And I've turned down many department stores and chains because they saved me. And, uh, yeah. you know, they lead in. You know, it's really, it's your ethics. Following your ethics and everything will never lead you astray. And you'll have confusing moments and you'll have, you know, downtimes and that's okay. Uh, it's all a part of it. You can't always be up at the high. You have to always have some struggle. There's got to be some struggle that keeps you rooted. Otherwise it gets boring, you know. So are most of the companies that are in this accelerator program exclusive to Sephora? I don't know. I don't think that's mandatory at all. I think um, it's up to the uh, owner. I know there was another graduate in my group uh, a year after me, forgive me, um, that's in Sephora, but she's not exclusive with Sephora. You can do whatever you wish. Um, I I feel like it's, it's helped me navigate better. I, 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 it feels good to my ethics when they leaned in and gave me all that support and mentorship from their staff you know, they, they flew in my mentor at a week of his time. So I actually still stay in touch with him. And, uh, I took his wife to dinner, uh, Anusha and thanked her for sharing her husband with me for a week. And, uh, and he still mentors me, even though he is uh, with another company, he still mentors me, helps me find good people, never has never let me go. And, uh, you know, really that's, I love that. that's, that's what it's right. That's no, that's amazing. So being an entrepreneur is one of the most challenging careers, as I've said to most people who are thinking about uh, getting into this line of work, whether you're in the beauty industry or the beverage industry or tech or whatever. I'd love to hear a story when you really felt like you're building this and uh, building the seven virtues and you faced a really tough challenge and you weren't sure how you were going to get out of it, but you did. Um, but is there anything that comes to mind where you really felt like you had to get up that mountain and you didn't know how you were going to do it? Uh, you've shared a, a little bit about that. I mean, Sephora is probably one. You also talked about volunteering and what you've learned um, about that, but anything that comes to mind, uh, anything else? 
Great question. Again, uh, I think, uh, you know, I think all of us were hit by the pandemic. You know, we were about to launch a perfume and two days later we were locked down. There was no events, no stores. We just bought a new house. We didn't know if we were going to be able to keep it. All of our stores were shut. Nobody knew what was happening. And we were invited to sell in a chain in the UK. And I won't name the chain out of respect, but the there was no Sephora then at the time in the UK. So technically it wouldn't have been breaking exclusivity and we needed revenue. So I was introduced to this gentleman and we were going down the aisle. I always think of any kind of business exchange as getting married. You know, we're going to make the parents and getting closer. Right. And we hadn't said I do yet, but we were close. And um, I always follow my, my seven virtues and, that, that main one we talked about earlier, about your true beauty is your power and your dignity. Never let anyone take it from you. So in the last phone call with this gentleman, and he had 400 stores and online, and he said, uh, I said, well, you know, um, he said, you know, our brand lifts your brand. And I said, well, of course, that's a partnership. It must. I said, and, and our brand lifts your brand. And he said, oh, no, every w- woman thinks that about her brand. I thanked him for the call and I wrote him a lovely note with the whole team. And I said, it was lovely getting to know you all, but we're going to pass. And my husband and my son were like, okay, you know, we trust you. You, I have sharp instincts and I'm so glad I did. Within two weeks, everything rose up and people wanted fragrance. Fragrance was on fire. People were at home alone and they, and they wanted scent as something soothing and comforting and our aromatherapy scents really help people through. And I started doing videos here in my studio that my son built and videos on setting intentions, motivation. And we would do these videos for the Sephora beauty advisors who were also locked down like us. And mm-hmm. I, when we finally got into stores, I had a beauty advisors tell me that my videos were what got them through the pandemic. And so for me, it was really amazing that I followed those virtues that I talk about and did not, even though it looked like a quick fix. And then now Sephora is in the UK and I maintained my exclusivity. And that was a, that was a dark time trying to make a decision for our family. Are we going to keep our house? And yet I went, no, we're going to be okay. We'll be all right. And we were. And so, you know, again, the lesson is sometimes you have to say no to things, even though it might appear to be great. If, if those key things don't happen, if someone doesn't respect you in the beginning, I don't care if it's a personal relationship or a business, it's never going to get better. Mm-hmm. And for me, I we actually say I love you at the end of some of our calls with our merchants. I love our Sephora family and I am spoiled by the kind of relationship I have with our merchants. And we are in such a beautiful place that we can have those difficult conversations that family has And it helps us all grow because the respect is always there. And it's amazing in a creative energy, you know, often with creatives together, there's conflict because there's so many differing ideas, but that core of respect and dignity always being maintained, that sense of wonder to an idea. I always say best idea wins. Don't care who gave it. Best idea wins. Let's go. And let's get to the podium together and to speak a language that helps everyone see where we're all going together. So we all win. And so that was a difficult time. Uh, and I made the right decision for anyone watching or listening who is facing something that just doesn't feel right. Maybe the idea of your power and your dignity helps you articulate 
that's what's off in, in mm-hmm. something that might be making you go, I don't know if I should do that. And then again, back to those signposts, those markers. So is someone treating you poorly? That's a signpost telling you walk. I don't care way. how much. Yeah, you I totally to, agree. Right? You totally nope. agree. You're going to cut your losses? Walk. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been so enlightening. Um, and everyone needs to find the seven virtues at a local Sephora, as we mentioned, available worldwide. There's such an amazing, amazing product. The book is incredible too. And you can also get them online uh, as well. But Barb, you are such an amazing entrepreneur. So thank you so much for creating these and uh, offering them to our to consumers everywhere and uh, and really changing a category because I know there has not been as much focus in the fragrance category um, as maybe there has been in other categories and uh, you I know how hard it is to create a category so it's no easy task and I really appreciate you really. Um, spearheading that and doing what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you, you, Kara. That means a lot to me. You you know the business and uh, those are are really powerful words. I appreciate that very much. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on and thanks everyone for listening. Thanks again for listening to the Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023 and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.